0: Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line streaming live on MyNorthWest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com. And, of course, your venerable v, outdoorline.com with blogs and podcasts and just so very, very much more. Good morning, Joseph Pibernikus.
1: Good morning. I'm here. You are here. But, you're but, here. I am I wish I was somewhere else Me? this morning. I, I, I love being here with you, but I wish I was on... The Skagit you know, this morning uh, with our buddies Josh Hop and Ray Gommbisky <laughs> just checking in. They they're just got shuttled and they're about to to set sail down the river.
0: We have been teasing this fishery and pining for it, <laughs> and, and, and finally, it's finally here. Finally, it's 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 not December twenty fifth. It's March twenty fifth. Okay, so Christmas came to uh, Skagit County anglers. Um, the Sock River is going to have drift boats going down it. The, there's there will be two strokes and four strokes running up and down the Skagit River as it should be. And uh, yeah, I wish I was up there too, dude. <clears throat> First time in a long time. And uh, yeah, I spent I spent a lot of time up there. You know, working that creek, guiding it. Basically, grew up on the Skagit and uh, just to have it open, just to have that opportunity. Belated, it's belated. It, it you know, and and un- unnecessarily so. But you know, we're just going to focus on the fact that we got the Skagit sock four days a week from now until the end of April. Yeah, yeah, no, one, it's actually something to
1: fish for, and uh, th- there's going to be a bunch of steelhead caught today. Oh, there is, guarantee it. Um, the river's in good shape. Pristine. Everything's pretty low up there. Yep. right now, uh, which on the Skagit and, and is fine. Yeah, and it's uh, it's spitting snow a little bit right oh, now dude. on guys up there. <laughs> so I was crazy. either I was either going to go, you know, happy about
0: the Skagit the sock opening up, or I was going to be Dude, <laughs> it's spring <laughs> and it is snowing. And it is snowing. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's snowing down in Portland. And and so and typically right now, last week of March, you would be hearing better stuff um, coming from the Columbia. On the springer front. Yeah. We're not. And and, no. and I'm and I hearken back to a couple of years ago when 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 our dear friend uh Robbie Tobek and jumped in, we jumped in with uh with with, with Eric Lindy. And Tobeck wore these little Florida socks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Little short <laughs> oh, just ankle little teeny, socks. Teeny, tiny ankle socks. And we froze our you know what's up? <laughs> we actually jumped off the river because we were fishing in clam. I jumped off and got to that Starbucks in Chehalis and stood in there and just was shivering. We each ordered two cups of coffee so we could warm our hands up. I mean, it was freaking cold. And at that time... Tobek looked at me and said, "I will never go springer uh-huh. fishing in March again." Yeah, and, and there's there's a bit of that sentiment right now because you know, and man, even the weather in CQ is holding guys up. You know, we got a couple friends that are fishing the Sydney Derby, south tip of uh, Vancouver Island this morning, and their downrigger balls are chattering as no, well. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's just- well,
1: hopefully that the the weather this extended kind of winter thing we're having, maybe you know, those springers are just. They're just a little bit behind, and and if we get a little bit of a warm-up, not too much of a warm-up, because that thing will blow out, and then we'll be in trouble. I don't I mean, want to be down there sitting on anchor pulling quicks. So uh, I want to be... No, you want to be Towing tra- around cutting of here.
0: For sure. And, and you know, if you look at the long range, I don't, I don't like I see a freaking heat wave coming. No. But what I did see when I opened up the Dart data access in real-time, Columbia, uh, Columbia River page, was 10 Chinook over Bonneville. So So they're... They're scattered through the river, but uh, absolutely to your point, it's that's cold crick right now, and it's going to be slowing slowing stuff down pretty pretty good. But uh, but yeah, on the Skagit, those cold clear conditions, absolutely what you want to see. Um, this is a slow it down presentation scenario, if you ask me. Um, and and you're going to be up there tomorrow, and I think you're going to be you're going to be backing plugs on on a stretch of that crick as well.
1: Yeah, I got a couple guys in my boat that aren't. Like expert fishermen, so instead of uh, hitting this, the sock, I think there's going to be a, a not, ton hope, of guys on the sock. I hope they're not listening. That's you know you kind to. Go. <laughs> well, I think one of them probably is, but he he gets it. He know, he understands. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I want to run plugs. I I love plugging. I mean, oh, I yeah. just like rowing the boat and watching those rods oh, yeah. and watching that thing fold over First, there's nothing there, better you, there's a little difference in
0: in the rhythm of the plug uh-huh. diving and, and then it kind of stops and then that rod just freaking comes down to the cork dude it's just a uh, yeah and, you know and and I'm just glad that you have a boat because there's like Probably 25 30 boat owners in Seattle right now yeah. that don't have boatless. Boats. boatless in Seattle. Oh man, one of the biggest uh marina fires that we would seen in a long time. And what who who
1: started that? Tom?
0: Um, I would say it's uh cracky Von Piperson, he uh-huh. got that thing going uh down there on the uh down there on the ship canal. And uh, yeah, uh, about 100 of my uh former co workers and good buddies had were up all night on that. 30 to 50 boats damaged in the fire. Uh, 8.5 $8. million dollar loss and uh, just, you know, we just unbelievable, you know, we got to do a little better job with uh, with Harbor Patrol and, and everything else to stop that from stop that from happening. Because, you know, anytime you, you get a fire of that magnitude and it's right underneath the ship canal mm-hmm. bridge, there's a lot of exposure there, you know, a lot of problems. So I my heart goes out. You know, I was going to make a joke that they were mostly fiberglass boats, so it wasn't that big. But I, but I won't. But I won't be being an aluminum boat guy. Speaking of aluminum boats, our dear friend Bruce Larson, um, big retirement party last night in Clarkston, Washington. I, I refer to Bruce as the Henry Kissinger of the fishing industry because it, when when I met Bruce, I was um, I was I was working for a New Zealand boat company at the time mm-hmm. with a different brand of outboards and a different brand of electronics. And I thought, well, I'm here to stay, baby. I am absolutely this. You know, I didn't think I was ever going to move, and before you know it, I was I was running a, I was running a uh, weld craft for Bruce, and we got to design a boat, and that's how the uh, how the whole uh, Duckworth 30 footer yeah. deal got started. So Bruce Larson hanging it up after after uh, so many years and such a wonderful legacy for, for Renaissance Marine Group, and his work will be taken over by our new friend David Foyt, yeah. who uh, is going to be our new bestest. Uh, fishing buddy and we look forward to spending time. We'll still have Bruce on the boat absolutely but uh yeah, kind of a new chapter for the Duckworth uh, Wildcraft family and uh we look forward to uh to carrying on uh, very very proud and 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 happy with our relationship and and then that uh that 30 foot duck is just still is just an amazing ride and we're probably going to get out on that this week dude. I can't Good.
1: wait. For so, yeah. Yes. No, Bruce love spending time with Bruce, you know, the amazing over the last guy. Uh, four years hanging out with him, fishing all over the place, and just a, a extremely nice gentleman and knows everything about the boating industry.
0: Well, who is going to jump on a boat, look at a fishery, start talking to you, taking your input, and letting that input fold itself into a boat? And there's no other manufacturer that does that, that does true on-the-water innovation, nobody else is doing that, dude. And and so that's going to – you're going to see that come to fruition here. And hopefully 18 months when the next prototype is going to be out there. So uh, and we're going, to, we're going to have our fingerprints all over that. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple great sticks that are going to have their fingerprints all over the show today. Rick Grable hooked on toys in Wenatchee. The Central Washington beat is going off right now. The Nerve Center hooked on toys down there. He's going to talk a little Bank Lakes Walleye. Uh, Chelan and Roosevelt Kokanee and, and, and Rainbows. Of course, we talked to our friend Austin Mosier who is just doing horrible things to the walleye population over there right
1: now. The walleye fishing is off the hook right now over at Rufus. Um, It sounds like the the spawn thing is starting to happen, and all those nice 19 to 23-inch males have piled up onto the top of those bars. Austin sent—he sends me— Horrible pictures. Uh, I hate him. Yeah. Um, all day long, videos and pictures of all these um, killer walleye. So yeah, he's been roping them over there. Next to the word "working angler" in the
0: uh, in the dictionary is a picture picture of Austin Moser. Mm-hmm. No but Rick Grable is going to cover that for us. Rick has a pretty cool viewpoint. And there's also some early trout ops over in Central Washington because you know they get they get a, a warmer daytime temps, uh, a little more a little more sun hitting those, hitting those waters over there. So that that's going to kind of light off a little more quickly. Then. Last year we were absolutely blessed to have Jason Christie, the the Bassmaster champ, on. This year we've got uh, coming to us live from the Bassmaster Classic on the Tennessee River in Knoxville. The pros pro Brad Henry, the brand manager of Minn Kota and Canon, uh, is is working support and and promotion for the new Minn Kota stuff and the stuff they got going on the on the trolling motors these days. It's a complete. Autopilot, GPS anchor with Altrex mega down imaging folded in the transducer right there. It's just absolutely crazy what they've got. The directional fish finding capabilities that, that are all wrapped into this Minn Kota. And what,
1: what it allows these pros to do is spend way more time doing what they're supposed to yep. be doing, which is fishing and catching bass. And this kind of just it runs the whole system for them. Just crazy. And, and of course...
0: One of the guys that, 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 you know, we consider a friend. Uh, had him on the show several times. Uh, Brandon Polanek from Idaho runs one of these Ultrex with Mega down, down Imaging and that iPilot link, too. So so Brad Henry's going to give us the flavor. To anybody that's done a derby around here and had a couple hundred people in the room, there's over 100,000 crazy fans, anglers, fanatics, in 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 Knoxville, Tennessee right now just so for the Bassmaster cool. Classic. And dude, it's it's like an NFL game yeah. down there. It's crazy. No, it's like two NFL games. You, you know, I mean it's just insane. So the Bassmaster Classic uh just absolutely blasted off this morning uh Brad Henry coming to us right, right straight from that event. And so, you know, with the, with 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 the Columbia Springer bite a little bit soft and the weather kind of hammering the whole CQ program,
1: we had to call an audible. Yeah. Our, our, our good buddy Todd Daniels going to check in from Tall Tales Guide Service. He's down on the Cowlitz where he's been living, uh, putting a herd on the, the steelhead down there with about uh, 60 or 70 of his closest friends, um, which I, I stopped into Three Rivers on the way home from the show last week, uh, and they have – Cowlitz Live on the big screen right when you walk in. And I walked in and I looked up there, and at w- just one little view of the river, there were 11 sleds in one. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, there's Todd. Yes.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: boy, that looks crowded.
0: It is. I, yeah. Dude, who cares? But the it, catching ca- head, man. The is heavy-duty industrial heading, mm-hmm. and they're getting some nice size hatchery fish down there. So Todd's going to paint the picture. And, and the cool thing about the Cowlitz is, Biggest Springer forecast we've seen, just shy of ten thousand Springer's going to head for that creek. That's a lot. That is a lot of Springer's mm-hmm. coming from coming to the Kallet. So Todd's going to run down that whole deal. Then, if if you if you don't know uh, who Andy Walgamot is, he writes. Uh, he's the editor of Northwest Sportsman Magazine, and just does a great job on his website, North Northwest Sportsman Mag. Problem is, every now and then, some of his articles. Tick off one Joey Pyburn. What's Joey mad about? Give me 90 seconds. We're going to tell you right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.
2: From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line
0: on Seattle Sports Station. 866 979 3776. That is the Reverse Chime Hotline by Troy Duckworth 866 979 3776 is also. The text toy powered by Yamaha outboards, and uh, guys are uh, guys are getting a little fired up this morning. So uh, we had our dear friend, whose name just currently escapes me from from, uh, from WDFW last week, Kelly uh, Reardon. Kelly Reardon, thank you. I'm sorry, Kelly, if you're listening. And and he previewed the the R, WDFW's R3 program, which is. Uh, Recruit, retain, and uh, reactivate. The R3 plan. Yeah, the R3 plan. And so,
1: you know, that's what we're going to do. Which is wonderful because we
0: want to see WDFW encouraging more participation in the outdoors. Then Joey opens up Andy Walgamot's latest blog and finds one of our commissioners thinks, "Eh, eh, not so much.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of the commissioners right now, they're in front of uh, a bunch of our state senators fielding questions. And um, when asked, uh, Barbara Baker was asked by Senator Judy Warnick what she was doing to provide hunting and fishing opportunities as well as increase them. This is, quote, what Barbara Baker said. Right now, we have so little truly wild areas left that we don't need to be recruiting or retaining anybody to go out there. Okay, so, so we had Kelly on last week. We're, yep. we're, we're supposed to be recruiting, it's retention, and it's reactivation. But now our one of our commissioners is saying, no, we don't want people out there. We want less people out because we don't have any wild places, Tom. In, so, in, in the pantheon of stupid things that
0: I've heard commissioners say, this may not be rise to the level of idiocy of a Fred Kuntz who ended up mm-hmm. retiring, or um, but this 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 is this is a horrible
1: thing for a commissioner to say to the legislature. Well, and you and I were talking about it this morning, and I I asked, how many days do you think Barbara Baker spends out there in some of the wild places we have here in Washington? Uh, I would love to take her and show her some places where I hike many miles into the mountains, and it's about as wild as you can get. And it's been the same since I was a kid. But These places have not changed. They're still there. But when you don't have a hunting license and you don't have a
0: fishing license and you don't go to the places that these animals force us to go to seek them, then you have no perspective and stupid, ill-advised, narrow-minded, myopic stuff falls out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And, And that's, you know, it's 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 a, it's a ridiculous statement again. We we mentioned last week that Washington has the most water in the state territory as any state in the union. We're almost 17% water and nobody lives there. When's the last time she's been on that 17 18% of the state? Sure. Let alone let alone the 89 miracle miles between Marble Mount and Winthrop,
1: right? Yeah. They're, she have. should go check some of these spots out, and she'd realize we ha- we have wild places. Obviously, we have a large population here of folks in this state who who get out we and do. enjoy. We do those and, and, areas, and the but po- the point their there, job is to protect, conserve, yeah. and perpetuate us getting out there and doing this. Yeah. Not this is. Just nonsense. I mean, we
0: we really shouldn't encourage people to, yeah. to, to, to get outside and do that. This uh, we really shouldn't. We don't, encourage we don't have that, any so. wild places left. Yeah, yeah. For, so so right now, win place and show. Uh, I think the stupidest thing ever said by a commissioner was Fred Koontz when he wanted to lower the the elk elk stuff. Then Lorna Smith. Lorna Smith has said La, some Lorna pretty Smith is, dumb is, stuff is, too. Uh, takes this takes the silver, uh, and uh, and you know for basically she's shouldn't even be on the commission because mm-hmm. she's holding elected office, but. Uh, Congratulations, Barbara Baker! You got the bronze this morning of stupid stuff to say about not encouraging people to go get outside. For she a commissioner should, to say that in front of the legislature, she needs she needs some re, she needs reprogramming. She
1: for sure. should um, contact the department and Kelly Reardon, tell them we got to scratch this whole R three plan because it's. Does, not what, she, does not she not?
0: Does she not know what her department's doing? Does <laughs> she not, not know what some of the fundings going for
1: W? You know, and if you don't does know, what we're not, talking to go just just go to the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife R three plan page, yeah. and you can read the whole deal. It's their twenty five year strategic plan uh, to get to get us up and running here. Get more people out in the woods, experiencing the wild places. When government gets so big that the commission doesn't know what the department's
0: doing, mm-hmm. then there's a fundamental communication disconnect between the commission and bet- you know and 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 the rest of the agency. Now, you know, and, and I just wanna make I, I'm I'm plenty hard these days on WDFW and I didn't used to be. You know, I, I'm trained as a fisheries biologist. I, I, At one time, I I planned on going to work for WDFW, and I saw the freaking horrible dysfunction rolling down the hill. So my my issue really is, is, is with leadership. The enforcement guys, unfortunately, they're the ones that have to take the brunt of all this because they're the ones that do the most of the public interaction, right? And so the enforcement guys, who, who I love, respect, admire, you, you know, take the brunt of all the stupid stuff that the commission does and says. But then when we have a Kelly Reardon, rank and rank-and-file guy, passionate about his job, coming and talking about an R3 program, in the very next week, Barbara Baker says something that myopic and idiotic. It's it's really disheartening. Okay, right. of the rant. Let's, let's go fishing. In fact, let's just go to eastern Washington, right? Rick Grable, Hooked on Toys, joining us next here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station, 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome to the Tech Line presented by BOMAC here in the Outdoor Line. We'll actually be joined by uh, one Bob Buchanan at the uh, North Sound Marine Expo in, uh, at Harbor Marine two weeks from today. We're going to be doing some shrimp pot rigging, and he is absolutely the shrimp pot master. Meanwhile, the nerve center. Of Central Washington angling, none other than hooked on toys, and the guy behind the controls, the 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 Wizard of Oz, if you will, <laughs> you know, behind the curtain, none other than Rick Grable. Good morning, Rick. How are you, man? Morning, long, long time. Hey, good morning. How you doing? We're doing we're doing better now that we're picturing ourselves being in Eastern Washington and maybe being on Banks Lake or. You know, not too long. We're we're gonna we're gonna see the Lake Opener and all the Lake Perogen and all the you know, there's more and more opportunities with every passing day in, in, in central Washington and we need you to tell us all about it, right?
2: Uh well uh it's a great time to be in eastern Washington, that's for sure. Uh I love this time of year. There's so much going on and just more happening almost every day. Uh, right now, I can tell you that uh, the kokanee fishing on Lake Chelan has been very good. Uh, most of the fish are being caught uh, 80 to 100 feet deep. Uh, there's a lot of 12-inch uh, fish in the limits, a few 14-inch coming in, and then, of course, a couple 9-inch kickers when you get your limit every day. Uh, this time of year, the fish are Uh, You know, slowly migrating down the lake. And as the weather warms up, the fishing, uh, you know, the coconut fishing will just get better and better. So that's a great option right now. Uh, The other thing that's got people's attention is Rufus Woods. Uh, The walleye fishing up at Rufus has just been fabulous. Austin Mosier, everybody's familiar with him. Who? Never heard of the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great, great guy, really knows his stuff. They're hammering the walleye. And then the triploid fishing's been very good, too. They recently released about 8,000 new fish into the system there uh, that were uh, averaging around 2 pounds, which is bigger than the normal release. Uh, But there's still a lot, I mean mean a lot, of 5- to 6-pound fish. And then occasionally they run into that, you know, mid-teens. Uh, fish. There's some beautiful beautiful fish being caught.
0: We've uh, we've seen them, we've caught them, and we've eaten. Them. Yeah, we've eaten them, <laughs> and I don't yeah. have a, I don't have a problem with any of those three activities, Rick Grable. So, so as temperatures yeah. warm up, we're gonna see kind of more and more of the smaller lakes in 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 eastern Washington heat up, and 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 you know walleye. And you mentioned. uh one of those lakes already that's that that's iced off and and kind of producing is banks.
2: Yes, yeah, I've had uh, several good reports on banks, and I always like to say I've had a couple of bad reports too.
0: That's <laughs> spring. you have, get them both,
2: Yeah, uh, we get them both. Uh, but uh, the fish are still pretty deep. They're getting fish, you know, anywhere forty to sixty, sixty-five feet deep, depending on the day. Uh, most guys are uh, blade baiting or jig fishing, but we generally like to troll to find the fish, and we troll with a uh, slow-death rig. I love just a naked worm on my rig, no beads, no blades. Um, some guys prefer a smile blade, but we find the fish that way, and then once we've located the fish... We go back through, and we blade bait them or jig fish them. And uh, those Banks Lake walleye are the best, in my opinion. Uh, the wonderful table, table fair. So the other
1: thing that guys can do right now is, you know, the, the trout fishing on Lake Roosevelt is incredible. And I think a lot of guys, they, they end up going over there, and they just go to Rufus because, you know, they see these big rainbows coming out of Rufus. But you actually can keep five rainbows up on Roosevelt. And we, Tom and I did it a couple years – last year. And obviously, you know, go you're going and you're trying to chase those kokanee. But, man. It's you, a rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah. Rainbow, and they're rainbow. all really nice size up to, Chunkers. you know, 25, 26 inches and just fat. And the, they're also – They eat just as good as – Those things eat their, like a coconut they, they because they're feeding on the yep. same stuff.
2: They're excellent at eating. And, and you're right. Uh, I – I don't remember in the last 10 years a better year for the rainbow fish in there on Roosevelt. I'm just getting fabulous reports, and people are bouncing off the walls. They're, they're excellent eating fish, but they are a kick to catch. Hard fighting, and, uh, you know, they're right up on top, top 15 feet of water. They're trolling uh, dodgers and hoochies or flies or little crankbaits. I love catching them on little crankbaits baits. With that's the only thing you have on your line, uh, they'll just run you all over the place, and uh, that's an excellent fishery right now.
1: Can we go back to Lake Chelan for a minute, though? So, sure. um, the kokanee fishing on Lake Chelan can be f- amazing. You know, especially this time of year, early it, it kind of kicks off earlier than most places, um, but. There's also Chinook in Lake (laughs) Chelan and we talked a little bit about it yesterday and, and it's, it's been pretty good over there.
2: It has been very good. Uh, You know, I just got to tell you, you got to pay your dues to Mm -hmm. learn how to catch. It's a very technical fishery. And just briefly, I'll tell you, if you get up there, crack it on. And I mean, oh, dark 30, you can catch those fish at first light 30 to 60 feet deep. They're so right up on top. Same thing happens in the evening, right before the sun, uh, right before dark. Uh, that last two hours of daylight, there's a really good shallow bite, 30, 60 feet. Other than that, though, boy, when the light comes up in the morning, you got to start dropping deep right away. We go 30 to 60. 60 to 90, 90 to 120, just gradually as the light increases. And then by mid morning, we're right down on the bottom, 200, 250 feet deep. And we're fishing 10 feet off the bottom. To do that uh, and do it right it takes some practice. Mm-hmm. You know, I suggest 15 pound rigor weights. People look at me like I'm crazy, but. If you're trolling 1.9 to two miles an hour, and you're fishing 225 feet deep, you can't stay down with anything other than a 15 pound weight. So,
0: Rick, um, I, I got to stop you right now, okay? Because 15 pounders, amateur hour, dude. I, <laughs> I, the first thing I didn't even say hello to Joey this morning. I handed him a Glow 18 in the Starbucks parking lot. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, seriously, that we that's we have two sizes of downrigger balls. Okay. An 18 Uh and an 18 chartreuse. That's it. I mean, well, (laughs) Well, because it's so much about controlling that line angle and anything less when... You know, you here in Puget Sound we substitute current for that extreme depth, right? But it's the same challenge. It's it's water friction. And the only way you're going to overcome right. that is 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 putting more lead on and and dude, I I got to send you a couple of these 18s, man. Our our good buddy Zach oh, from man. from Tin Shed Marine makes these glow 18s and if you don't have them in your shop over there, I swear, I swear that these fish
1: these- Especially on a fishery like Lake Chelan. Yes. when you're fishing that deep, those glow, those glow big glow eighteens, they will ma- you will catch more fish. Joey'll send will send you a picture of
0: his, his Starbucks parking lot downrigger ball this morning as soon as we get done. As soon as we get done, I yeah. will
2: I would I would love to get my hand on a couple of those. Yeah. Uh that would just make things so much simpler and uh and you're right it's technical when you get that deep in the in Puget Sound and uh on Lake Chelan so that just simplifies things if you can dial it in and without having to continually be searching and bumping on the bottom just to find out where you're at
0: we're talking with Rick Grable hooked on toys in in in, in Wenatchee and of course yeah, there's a lot of different technical aspects to fishing in Eastern Washington, and, he's, and we're we're not done with them yet either. But uh, but Rick, let me ask you this: when you're fishing 250 feet deep, though, I doubt that you are fishing a reel full of monofilament.
2: No, of course not. Okay. Yeah, you could. There's no way you wouldn't even know you're getting bit yeah. if you're running um, mono. Uh, I run 30 pound braid on my reels. And I run a, when I'm deep like that, I, I run a 60-foot, 15-pound fluorocarbon top shot Bingo. on top of my braid. Bingo.
0: Bingo. So how do you, I, what's your knot? How do you join the mono with the, floor? excuse me, the braid with the floral?
2: Well, gosh, I wish I, so there's a knot I found, and there's not a name for it. And my brother did a video of me tying that knot, and it's on YouTube. And if you search on YouTube, uh, Dave Graybill, that's my brother, not to know. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, just named, I just
0: named your knot. It's Graybill's Grabber.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an awesome knot. It's the most low-profile knot hmm. I've ever been able to find for a braid uh, to fluorocarbon. Uh, everybody is always tied up double uni, which is just like
0: it's, a huge, it's a, bulky knot. Oh man, it's like a it's a, like a speed bump going through your guides. They're horrible. Yeah. And, yeah, and so all right, do me a favor when when we get done, Rick, we, will you text me the link to that knot? Because we're here. Here's the problem. We we got uh, got a good buddy, Kevin John. Um, up at up at Holiday Sports in, in Burlington, and I just I've, I've given up. I take all my reels up to him, and they're full of braid, and he ties a fifty pound, fifty foot top shot of mono on, on the braid. But he uh-huh. does he does the FG knot. With a risotto or a cazzo or mozzarella finish. I can't remember the freaking name of it, whatever. You know, but now the problem, and Joey and I were just commiserating about this because it is such a complicated knot. It's not something that you can service or really tie in the boat. So I overcome that by having two dozen reels on the boat, right? And, and then when I get half a dozen that I've blown up, I take them up to him and redo them. So what I'm, the feeling I'm getting from you is this is probably low profile, but it's probably, not all that difficult to tie in the boat.
2: It's very easy. Oh, no, I got to know this. It's, I got to see this. It's, yeah, the mechanics of it are pretty basic, and just after a few tries, you get it down very quickly. And it, I think, it's just as low profile as this other knot you're talking okay.
0: about. Yeah, I, I want to uh, see it. Very- but that's that's what's keeping so many people. From enjoying the effectiveness of merging these two line technologies together, Rick, you know, you got the the advantage of no stretch and that big 250-foot shot of braid going down there. It's going to transmit every bit of information of everything that's laying its lips on your gear down there. Then you get the bigger size that fits in pinch releases of that fluorocarbon or monofilament at that point. And you get easier knot tying, and you get the transparency. But I think most importantly, you get the abrasion resistance because you're fishing so close to the bottom that part of that top shot is going to get involved in the rocks at some point. It just can't
1: help it. And and so real quick, so I I had to redo all my top shots for all my plug rods, all my steelhead rods yesterday. And and I use the FGE or have and it's just a bugger to tie it is so i found a really easy knot it's called the alberto and there's a bunch of videos Uh on youtube check that out too because it's a it's basically gives you the same knot you get with the fg is your braid basically wrapped around that mono and it's so easy to tie i i redid all my top shots yesterday and it was i was done in like 15 minutes you mean i got a Kevin John's out of a job? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Sorry, Kev. No. Sorry, dude.
2: All right. I'm glad I got all my reels out so of this, there before. <laughs> this knot I'm talking about is very similar to the Alberto. It's gotcha. very, very similar. Interesting. It's just just uh, little different uh, details that are different. Uh, but very easy to tie, and uh, I'll try to get that link sent over to yeah, you.
0: Yeah, no, I'm super interested to, to, to check it out. All right, before we let you go, next Saturday is April, and April to me screams trout, okay? So give us, there, there. I know there's some other kind of lower, smaller year-round lakes in eastern Washington, but give us a couple picks for those and give us a couple uh, lakes to watch on opening day here in less than a month.
2: Okay, well, uh first right now both uh Quincy Lake and Burke Ooh. Lake are oh. open and both uh ice is off of them. The sea they opened March 1st and uh fishing has been very good on those. Uh, as far as the general opener, which is uh, April 22nd, I think, this year, this fourth uh, Saturday in April, uh, Wapato is always a favorite and should continue to be. And now, the, since the state is putting kokanee in there as well, hmm. uh, it's drawn more people up there just to fish for the kokanee, in addition to the beautiful rainbow. So uh, that's always a good bet. Then uh, Jameson is, is an all-time favorite, grows some very nice big fish. Uh, those would be my picks.
0: He's Rick Grable, author of the Grable Grabber Top Shot Knot, and you're going to find him behind the, ha- behind the counter at Hooked on Toys, the Angling Nerve Center of Central Washington. Rick, thank you very much for your time, buddy. We appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, and don't be the least bit surprised we we'll call on you again soon, buddy. It's always fun.
2: Hey, anytime. I love it. All right, Ricky. Thanks, you Ricky. You take care, buddy. Have
0: a good day. You H- bet. Thanks, H- guys. Hookedontoys.com is the website, and they've, uh, they cover fishing and hunting. They have done an interesting got it job down there for sure. All right, coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week for the final time in March, but the first time this spring right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. Equipment that matches your passion and adrenaline. Marine Electronics, for offshore, inshore, nearshore, freshwater, great depths of our greater electronics. That's what you're going to find, solutions for your deep issues at Ray Marine, Raymarine.com. So uh, this is a great time of year to blow the dust off your gear, too. You know, I mean, find an excuse to go out there and use your gear, whether it's, you know, running out to CQ, go go find some bottom fish, run out there. Area 4, you know, get the maybe not Westport right now. That's a cool thing yeah. about the straits, so you can hide from it a little bit. But yeah, we're, Joey, we're this time next week, it's April and we got a whole new set of opportunities, but we got a new, we got an opportunity today.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff going on. I, I checked in with everybody we know in the fishing world yesterday, checked in with Three Rivers Marine, talked to Dak over there and. Uh, Sammamish, smallmouth are starting to kick off. Lake Washington, Kokanee are still, I mean, it's still really good fishing down there. That's a great fishery. You can take your, take your salmon boat, go down there, run your downrigger gear, run, run your electronics. Like you said, blow the dust off your equipment, you do, I mean, uh, catch some really nice Kokanee down there. Um, some of the stuff they're using, Schindler flies, God tooth spoons, the usual stuff, whatever, you, whatever flavor of shoepeg corn you want to whip up, um, and then you know we got youth turkey coming up April first through the seventh, uh, the general hunt April fifteenth through May thirty first. So keep that in mind. Multi season applications are available now through March thirty first. So get those in, uh, checked in with the Westport guys. The fishing out there has been it's been really good when they can get out. Right, obviously those those bottom fish haven't been pounded on for a long time, so the fishing is off the hook if you want to book a trip i talked to mark coleman yesterday from all rivers uh they got some spots available you just got to kind of pick your weather window to get out there um yeah look looking at springers checked in with eric i keep bothering eric lindy every week just oh, yeah, waiting for waiting for this good report um and like we mentioned earlier just a little slow down there but it, it's gonna pop i mean All our buddies have moved their operations down there at this point. A a lot of my buddies got their little fish camps that they're setting up down there. So we're going to start to see uh, quite a few more reports coming from down there. Just had Rick on, Lake Roosevelt, Rufus Woods, Off the hook right now, both of them. Trout fishing on Roosevelt's fabulous. You're still going to run into some a few kokanee and some really nice kokanee over there. Not these, not these nine to fourteen inch guys you're catching in Lake Chelan. You're going to run into what what Austin Mosher calls a trophy kokanee, (laughs) uh, a a real wall mounter. You you can get that sucker mounted up and put on your wall. I would uh, opt to eat it though. Um, And then the the. The gem over there right now is the walleye fishing. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, Austin, they got 26 keeper size, 19. All those fish are the, – the one thing about Rufus is like the keeper size fish you're keeping, you know, you're wanting to let those big females go, let them make more walleye. But you're keeping these 19 to 23-inch males, and they killed 26 of them yesterday and caught their trout – so that, you know, the east side's on fire right now. If you if you can get over there, um, you know, there's a few more sunny days to deal with. We're still kind of dealing with the the poopy weather over here. But um, yeah, plenty of stuff to do, man. I I'm, I'm excited about what's coming up here in the next month. You know, we have we have our halibut opener here starting April 6th. Guys are gearing up for that. Um, the reports I'm getting from the Canadian side killing me. There's a lot of halibut oh, out there. So fresh, that, fresh halibut. Yeah. Fresh halibut.
0: I mean, oh, my goodness. It, yeah, and, and I'm fired up for it, too. And, and I, I'd love to
1: hear how the guys are doing in the freaking Sydney Derby this weekend. I oh, mean, we're going to hear. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're, I got, I, you know, my Uncle Ron's oh yeah. up there, oh, yeah. <laughs> up there. So we'll be hearing how they're doing up there. It's going to take a... It's, it usually takes a fish pushing around 20 pounds to win that Oh, derby, for sure. And, 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 and it's
0: sporty. And remember... That's a non fin clip event and guys have been turning back some some decent unclipped fish oh, you yeah. know on on this side so you know and and then I'm looking at this uh, looking at the central straits deal yeah it's not that it's not a, it west 5 to 15 10, 10 to 20 you know the farther west you go the worse the, worse the weather gets and and you know you you talked to Mark Coleman this week and you know bottom fish is good out of Westport when you can get out you can hide from it a little bit in the top end of four, you know, if you run from CQ or you launch at Nia Bay, you can just kind of stay inside sure. Tattoosh
1: and just kind of kind of dodge it a little bit. And that bit, but, and that's just been that fishing out there has been really good. Too. It has been. All right, can we talk about the Skagit now? Yeah. Yep, Skagit. That's where uh, that's where all our buddies are right now. I'm surprised I haven't seen a picture of a fish yet. Well, they're just getting their
0: boat in the water and they're they're just still playing them. They haven't landed them yet and, and take. You know, it takes longer when you can't take the fish out of the water. And you know you're in, you so you're in your waders, right? Uh-huh. It takes a while to you know clamor out of the boat and hold the fish up yeah. and get it, you know, get it just right. But hold, you know, hold, keeping just the
1: tip of the tail, you know, down in the water like that. So. It'll be interesting to see what what those fish look like um, this late in the game. We're probably going to see some colored up fish. I'm, there's been fish in there since January. Yeah, well, we know that, right? There'll be a couple pepperonis in yeah. there,
0: and that's all right. They're doing their job. But uh, you know, I mean, you need to be careful with those fish too because one of the things one of the most underrated aspects about wild steelhead management in particular is the importance of the, the repeat spawners so when when a first time spawning hen comes back she could have upwards of 2000 eggs right but she's used most of that her grazing on the oceanic pasture to attain body growth you know and make her initial set of eggs the second time she comes back she could have Upwards of three thousand eggs in her, and 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 they're a larger fish, so she can move deeper substrate and become more effective mm-hmm. as a spawner. And and so the you need to be careful with the the spawn outs because they do pack a reproductive punch. And that's one of the for for a long time that's why steelhead remained in the Oncorhynchus or salmon genus and they've been reclassified since as 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 Oncorhynchus micus, you know as as steelhead because they display iteroparity or, or the ability to, to repeat spawn where where 99.999% of our salmon come up spawn sockeye Yep, they die that's it right and in doing so bring that vitally important nutrient load you know and all that all that carbon that's that's born of the ocean, you know, comes and settles in the freaking river, and so that's
1: that's huge and it's important and just such a wonderful, compelling part of the of the salmon's life life history journey. Well, and a lot of the guys that are up there fishing for the fish on the on the Skagit and the Sauk are they 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 love these steelhead. Oh, without They're question, very passionate without about question. steelhead yeah. fishing, yeah. and and they know how to handle these fish. And if you are a new steelhead fisherman and you're up there. Uh, obviously, look, we're not taking these fish out of the water. You're not using cheese grater nets anymore. Yeah, use a knotless net. No gaff hooks. And, (laughs) and, you know, grab a picture. Yeah. And then here's what happens 90% of the time. That fish shoots off and is, you know, unharmed. and And the difference is
0: our water temperatures right now are very, very low. Okay, you, you talk about a catch release fishery and the mortality associated, say, say in the Columbia River where it's 65, 70 degrees in the summertime, and you've, okay, somebody already sent you a picture. Oh, that's a nice one. Okay, that hurt. Who's that? Who's that?
1: Rat them out. Rat them out. Who is it? That's Well, that's uh, Josh Hop and okay. Ray Gombiski. Oh, really? So they get, they're one for three right now. Okay. And it's just light oh, up there. Killing and me. look at that. That's what you're talking about right there, Nellie, is a big, fat girl. It look is. at that girl. Oof. Oof. That's Holy a fine cow. Of steelhead. So so. make a long story short, when when the water's this cold in
0: the Skagit and, and it's running over rocks constantly, you're bringing more dissolved oxygen in there, the recovery of these fish is, I would be surprised if you see a 3 to 5% mortality in these fish. Uh, yeah. You know, no, and, it's very low. It is, yep. for sure. All right. Pop out here for a quick break. There's even a lower mo- mortality with bass because they're absolutely bulletproof. Okay, and, but then there's a lot of them being caught and will be released at the Bassmaster Classic of the Tennessee River in Knoxville, where our dear friend Brad Henry, the brand manager for Minn Kota and Canon, I think he's a little busier on the Minn Kota side than he is on the Canon Downrigger side with a bass <laughs> fisherman. Uh, Bob's heating and air conditioning Northwest Outdoor Port, of course, the uh, Duckworth wheel- Weldcraft Wheelhouse. Todd, Riverdog Daniels coming at us from the Kalitz River. Roe Robinson's really wearing a whole lot more full hour, too. Coming right back at you on the Outdoor Line. South Sports Station 710, salesports Sports app.